welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. You know, every week I try to share resources, but also allow you to meet people that are doing amazing things to help our daughters to be those strong, independent women that we want them to grow into. And this week is no different. We have got a great guest with us today. Jill Peterson is with us. And she and one other person, but her partner in crime was not able to join us today, but I'm going to give her a shout out. Mary Francis is her partner in crime with Girls Mentorship. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what they have built, what they are building, and what that is doing to help our daughters in so many different ways. But we're also going to learn a little bit more about Jill and her own relationship with her father and what he did to help her become the woman that she became and because I think that all of us can learn not only from other dads, but we can learn from other women in what, especially successful women, and what their fathers helped them to do to be able to become the women that they become. So Jill, thanks so much for being here today. Oh my goodness. Thank Chris, what an honor. Seriously, I just adore your organization and what you guys stand for. So truly, I'm so, so excited to have this conversation today. I'm excited to have you here today as well. And and I think first and foremost, I want to step back in time because you know, you are a mother, but you are a daughter. And I want to talk a little bit about the relationship between you and your own father, because, you know, every father has to learn along the way what it means to be a father to a daughter. It's not always an easy thing because we've not walked in a woman's shoes. We've not raised daughters before, unless we have multiple daughters that we raise along the way. So you have become a woman that has figured out her path. You've become a woman that is helping other women now, other young women, to realize kind of the best versions of themselves. But along the way, you had to have some guidance. You had to have some help. So talk to me about your own father. What did your dad do to be able to help you to become the woman that you are today? Oh, I love talking about my dad. And I know maybe not everybody has great relationships with their father. However, I do. And I'm really grateful to still be able to say that him and I are as thick as thieves We have an incredible relationship. And I honestly think the reason why I am who I am today is definitely because of how he was raised. So unfortunately, he had a really hard upbringing, an abusive household. Both of my grandparents were alcoholics and there wasn't a lot of love or support that he saw growing up. So as opposed to him continuing the cycle, he actually broke the pattern. So my dad was... I mean, he was the all-star dad. He would drive me to practices. He would be the shoulder to cry on when a boyfriend broke up with me. Or he was just the person who truly breathed belief in everything that I was doing in my life, whether it was like a tiny dream that was probably going to go away the next day or really supporting me when I said I wanted to leave the nest. I wanted to completely leave my family. I grew up in Colorado and I wanted to move to Arizona. He was that person that just always stood behind me and supported me no matter what. It's so important to have that type of support behind you. And give me a story. Tell me a story you know, you tell your father, I want to leave the nest. I want to go away from everything I know and 
spread my wings. What were the first things that he said to you when that <laughs> happened? And then, and I'm sure that there was some times that he probably was questioning what he was saying. If I was oh, to talk, talk to him. <laughs> How did you know? Yes, absolutely. And at the same time, I'm sure that there was, as you flew and you grew, that there was kind of a meeting in the middle of what he could do to be able to support you. So I grew up in Colorado and I have an older brother who is very different than me. He is your quiet, reserved man now that he's now now that he's older. He's a man now, but and I I'm the total opposite. I'm your extrovert. I've always been this big over the top personality and I just knew that I needed to explore the world through my own eyes. So, in true Jill fashion, I had a lot of friends growing up. So, my best friend in high school said, "Come with me to Arizona. I'm going to go check out ASU." It was junior year of high school, and I already knew that I was potentially going to go to a college in Colorado. So of course I was like, yeah, it's spring break. I'll go with you. A warm weather place. Let's go check it out. So the two of us set off to come to Arizona with her mom and we brought another friend with us. And I just remember stepping off the plane and having that desert heat, <laughs> the dry heat hit me in the face. And I remember coming alive. I saw beautiful, men and beautiful women. I was like, where am I? I felt like I was in LA, but I wasn't. So that was really the peak of my curiosity of like, this is going to be an interesting conversation that I need to have with my dad. <laughs> How am I going to come home and pitch him why I should come to Arizona versus getting the same quality education that I would in Colorado. That was really the debate was, how am I gonna convince my dad that it is more about life's experiences than it is getting the quote unquote education? So that's what I had to do. I had to go back to him after this wonderful trip to Arizona and I had to pitch him why Arizona was the right fit. And my dad, in true Craig fashion, he's always been a serial entrepreneur. He has, I mean, we've owned go-kart tracks and dog tracks and a bowling alley. Like he's always dabbled in some type of business. And of course I come to him and I tell him I want to come to Arizona. And he's like, well, you got to write me a proposal. Like, tell me you gotta, you need to use your skills to convince me why kind of the pros and cons of why Colorado is gonna potentially not be your first choice and why Arizona is. So that's a funny story that still sticks out in my mind. And, you know, like you said, I got to fly the nest. Oh, you know, spoiler alert. He said, yes, I got to come to ASU um, with some stipulations, of course. It was like, well, I will help support you. Um, in in your schooling, but you're going to have to support your lifestyle. So he really set me up for success around taking on that responsibility of really growing myself. Um, and I had to pay for my lifestyle, which great. Thanks, because I want to instill that in my children. But really what he was helping me do was planting the seeds of entrepreneurship. I had no idea that a lot of his failures because he failed again and again and again and again, and he kept going. Those were the moments in my growth um, that I can now look back in hindsight and be like, that was really cool. Thanks, dad. Now you've taken those pieces of advice, those pieces of wisdom, those things that you saw your dad go through 
And I'm sure you're putting them into practice every day because of the fact that you and Mary have developed a, a really an entrepreneurship piece. I mean, something that I mentioned at the beginning called girls mentorship. So you've stepped out of, I know in your background, you weren't always an entrepreneur. I mean, in the sense that you you did some other things first, but you came to this. So talk to me about girls mentorship and what this organization that you and Mary have developed and created, what its goals are, but at the same time, what are you trying to do to help young women? So girls mentorship was born out of a need of the girls Mary and I needed when we were teenagers. <laughs> Truly, we were like, wouldn't it be cool to have women who have gone through life, but have done a lot of self-work on themselves to then be able to turn around, extend their hand backwards and say, hey, we want to create a space for young girls to fully be themselves, to show up in their successes, to show up in their messes, and to also have someone who isn't mom, who isn't dad, who aren't friends, to give advice, to help guide, to help lead. Because I think we desperately, when I say we, Mary and I really desperate, desperately needed that when we were teenagers. Unfortunately, we always had to learn the hard way, which, <laughs> you know, as parents, it's like your parents give you the best advice and you totally throw that out the window and you have to see if the stove is hot and then you get burned. <laughs> we did that a time and time again. So we, during COVID actually, Girls Mentorship was born at my kitchen table in August of 2020. I previously, before Girls Mentorship, was a performance coach, a mental performance coach specifically for high school girls. And when I, as well as my girls, when the world shut down, when there were no sports, there was no schools, I had parents reaching out to me saying, are you creating anything for my girls to just have something to be a part of? And really, that was the kind of light bulb moment where... I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I'm going to create maybe an online camp where now it's not just for athletes, but it's going to be for all girls. And I brought Mary in. This was where the fun part of the story of girls mentorship comes into play because I always looked to Mary as a leader in our community here in Phoenix. And I needed someone else to just help coach me with girls. So I brought her in. We led a four-week summer camp and we talked all things confidence and self-doubt and positive self-talk, you name it. We gave girls the space to show up and let them share how the pandemic was really impacting them while then us giving them some loving coaching and advice to say, you're going to get through this. And maybe here's a couple of things in your in your toolbox that you can pull from. Here's the things that you can do. So once that camp ended, her and I looked at each other and we said, we have something special here because the girls who showed up on the call week one to the girls who showed up on the call week four, they were completely different in the sense of how they showed up to share. So using their voice, connecting with total strangers, but them walking away, having new friendships, really like showing up in, in their leadership skills. It was really, really beautiful. So that was the first uh, moment her and I looked at each other and we said, okay, well, we can't just forget about that feeling. How do we lean into it and explore what this can look like for us and the girls that we want to serve? So let's talk about leveraging. So you identified a need. You created something that you wanted, as you said, when you were a teenager. 
And the idea was born. It's built from there. And I'm sure that probably from humble beginnings and starting with local people that you knew to now being something that really anyone can access. What have you learned along the way now in regards to not only the needs of girls within your demographic, and I know your, your summer camp is targeted toward girls within the ages of 10 and 13. Yes. But what have you learned along the way in these first couple of years about these tweens or teens and what their greatest needs are? That's a really good question. At first, I was like, are you asking me what we've learned as entrepreneurs? Because I have a running list. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for later. That's another podcast episode. <laughs> but the needs of like what we've seen within the last two years, it's pretty consistent. One, girls, their confidence is something that they're always seeking. They want to know how to be more confident. And a lot of times they get stuck into a story that they've told themselves or maybe someone else has, has told them or society has told them that you are born with confidence versus confidence is a practice. You get to work to have confidence. The second piece that we see a lot is friendships. So Mary and I, we laugh. We're like, we love technology. It's a blessing and a curse, especially social media. But now that young girls are getting devices at younger ages, they don't have skills. They don't have the coping skills. They don't have the communication skills to put themselves out there to make friends. So as much as we are connected on our phones, girls feel extremely isolated. And something else that's kind of tied to that is girls having the fear of missing out. We call it FOMO. They're constantly seeing people online doing something, going somewhere. And then they're constantly asking themselves like, well, why wasn't I invited? And then as opposed to having a conversation using those communication skills, they just sit, they sit in their feelings or they suppress it. They don't know how to move through those feelings or who to turn to, to talk about it. And that just drags down their self-worth, their self-esteem, so on and so forth. So I would say those are really the big call-outs and, and similar themes pretty much with every girl that we've seen over the last two years. As you talk about that, some of the things that come into my mind, go back to some of the things that your own father did for you. But but I guess when you think about these things that both you and Mary are learning about these young women, what would you say to any father that has a child within this age range that would allow them to either open up a dialogue or two that could support their daughters through some of these not only hard issues, but difficult times. Specifically, when we work with dads, we love working with dads, by the way. They are so open to not, and I'm going to say this in air quotes, like give their daughters daddy issues. So a lot of times we've experienced girls who are scarred because of what maybe their dad has once said to them or how their dad interacts with them. And that's a few and far between. But honestly, if I can give any advice to the dads listening, it's knowing that your language has power. So being really mindful when you're interacting with your daughter, like allowing her and giving her the permission to feel. 
And as adults, whether you are a parent or you're a caretaker or whomever, we have experience. We have life experience. These girls are experiencing life one day at a time. So something that might seem really small to adults or to dads, to moms, is like a volcanic eruption for girls. So as opposed to quieting or lessening their feelings, it's really allowing them the space to just say what they need. How are you feeling? And and empathize. So knowing your language have has power, but also knowing that if you can empathize with your daughter, like, oh my gosh, Sydney, I hear you. And you know what? What you just shared with me really hurts. And I can only imagine how bad you're hurting. So just like acknowledging and empathizing whatever she's going through will honestly give you, like the floodgates will then open for her to want to share more. Because oftentimes when we feel, and I say we, but with the girls, like when we get to know them and when they start to open up with us, when they feel undermined or when their parents don't listen to them, that's when they just shut down completely. And that's not what we want. I've talked to other dads about this in the past, and I think one of the challenges that many men have, especially dads with daughters, but really men in general, is we're fixers. And we step into these conversations with the gears going, Uh and those gears are telling us we need to do what we can to be able to fix this situation instead of, as you just said, listening and hearing what our daughters, what our significant others are saying to us and affirming what they're saying. Absolutely. It's it's hard. I'm a mom. So of course, when your babies are hurt, and I don't care if you have, your baby is 18, you know, like you don't want your kids to, to suffer or to, to hurt. As parents, we feel that. And I, oh my gosh, I understand that fully. But we need to give them the experience to process how they're feeling. And I know that is the hardest part to do. Because you're right, Chris, especially dads, they're like, wait, we, we're fixers and we want, you know, like we're here to keep her safe. So what do I need to do to keep her safe? And sometimes it's just like, really taking a back seat and supporting, but allowing her to go through that experience as much as it is so painful to watch and witness. Definitely not hard, not easy to do. Definitely something that it's I a know practice. that it, it is a practice. It is something that I think that all of us have to be willing to take a deep breath, take a step back and be willing to just sit and shut up at times. <laughs> totally. And, And it's not easy to do. I mean, especially (laughs) for many men. But I know that it definitely helps. And I can't say that I'm an expert at it because I'm not. No. But it is something that uh, that all of us need to learn, especially if you do, if we are raising daughters to be able to help our daughters in so many different ways. Now, talk to me a little bit about girls' mentorship and the things that you talked about that you have the summer camp series that you are doing. And I know that there's a number of weeks for that that focus on some different aspects. I mentioned that it's for ages 10 to 13, but I know that you have some other things that you're doing to be able to engage girls along their own journey and that parents can get involved with as well. 
So talk to me about some of the other things that you're doing beyond the summer camp series that would allow for people to get involved with girls mentorship. So the three, really the three pillars of girls mentorship in no matter what we do, we want to focus on developing girls self-awareness, their self-confidence and their self-worth. So those are our guiding light. So we love to make sure that no matter when girls work with us, whether they find us on our podcast, whether they check us out on social media, or they show up to our in-person events. So we host monthly workshops and every single month we bring girls together to talk about a theme that we are hearing based off of just our interactions with girls and their families. So a lot of times girls are sitting with goals, but they're like, okay, how do I achieve these goals? My motivation's not there. So we'll foster up a really cool workshop and conversation about how to go after and tackle your goals and what happens if you don't achieve them. Or we'll talk about self-love and cultivating more positive self-talk, like things that are really relevant to what girls are experiencing in their day-to-day life. But we just break it down in ways that are digestible for girls to be like, okay, I can totally walk away and try those three things in my life and and have it be a practice so that every month they can come back and we just pour into them a little bit more. We pour into them. It's like a light little dusting. We're like the little, you know, fairy godmothers and we're sprinkling fairy dust. Like, okay, here's something about your confidence. Here's something about communication. Here's something about social media. So we have loved these monthly workshops. Girls are meeting friends. Girls are in community. We are working on all sorts of skills. So that's been really, really fun. And we're going, um, we're doing that in person. We haven't quite figured out how we can do that virtually yet. So in person, these workshops are available for people in Scottsdale or Phoenix. And then we have our one-on-one coaching. So we take basically what we teach in our workshop model, but we just dive deeper one-on-one specifically to what the girl needs and really meeting her where she's at. And this is where we can host it in person or virtual. We have found that our one-on-one, our one-on-one service is predominantly geared towards high schoolers for some reason. So our workshop, our camps are kind of geared towards the younger age. And then around 14 to 18, we've we've really worked with a lot of girls one-on-one um, just to help support them in that adolescent phase. So those are really the things that we are excited about, that we're working towards. People can find us wherever. We honestly just want to impact as many girls and families to help raise the next generation of female leaders. So however you can find us, however we can be in support of organizations like yours, Chris, or anybody else's, we're here to come and and serve. I love that. And I think that so many men, so many parents are looking for this type of support. They're looking for ways in which that they can help their daughters to make these connections and have safe spaces to be able to allow for them to talk with someone outside of themselves because sometimes they just don't want to open up to their own families and that's right. okay. But having an ability or having some other place where they feel comfortable enough to be able to share and to learn and to grow 
is so important. And, you know, I commend you and Mary for, for developing this because I believe, you know, it is something that can help so many young women as they go through their adolescence. Well, thank you. It is truly, we, we've dropped in 100% to our purpose and we've seen just what these type of conversations, when we can have them at a much younger age, we're seeing the progression. We're seeing that girls aren't fighting with themselves and that they do. They're really taking everything that we have to say and they're applying it and having them then come back to say, this was a success or this was a total flop. It doesn't matter. But just for us to see that the seeds have been planted and that they're thinking about it, it's a win in our book. 100%. Now, if other dads want to find out more about this or other parents want to find out more about this, where's the best best place for them to go to be able to get more information? You can check out our website. It's just www.girlsmentorship.com spelled normally, no crazy Z's or Y's or anything. (laughs) And same with our Instagram. We really love to interact and connect online through that particular platform. And it's the same handle, just at Girls Mentorship. And we would truly, um, we are honored to be in this space and we are here to serve. So no question is a silly question, nothing. Slide into our DMs, message us. We are the people behind this brand. And um, we know that we can't do life or business alone. Well, Jill, I just want to say again, thank you for being here. Thank you for all that you're doing to help young women in so many different ways. And I wish you and Mary all the best. You are the best. Thank you so much. And I'm just so excited that you have a platform like this for dads to come and learn from other incredible men. So thank you. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to them. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.